hey everybody, welcome <laughs> back to the Argo Bargo Show. <laughs> hey everybody. Uh, I'm Tyler. I'm Mike. And you know what you're here for. All the tangents and all the happiness that we provide. Happiness is a word, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if that's exactly what we provide, but for some I hope. I like it. Makes me happy. I'm surprised because I'm not the positive one you are. In fact, it, I think there's the weird dynamic where I'm not happy, but I'm impassioned. And you are happy, and you're just kind of like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. That sounds good. That sounds like us. Yeah, you're the calm to my anxiety. <laughs> I like it. I like being the calm to some someone's anxiety, at least. E- even though I can't calm my own, I like that I can calm somebody else's. That's why everyone called you Ritalin in high school. <laughs> Wait, exactly. Ritalin's not really for anxiety. Oh, fuck. Nope. We, we messed it up. I messed it up. You don't need to take this fall. <laughs> We're not doctors or pharmacists, so that's it. No, I was going to say, you were a part-time pharmacist in high school, but that was, like, illegal. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I was the most straight-edge person possible in high school. I really love the term amateur pharmacist for drug dealer, because, like, it's night and day. Like, the meat, like... <laughs> the, the way those words hit yeah absolutely but no i mean i was as straight edge as they came i didn't even that's drink true. until i was old enough how lame is that i mean it's not lame it depends that's true i guess now i drink every time we do this podcast i think it's <laughs> weird to blame somebody for following the law it's like if i get stuck behind somebody in traffic doing the speed limit i might be a little bit grumpy but i cannot begrudge them for following the law like that is an insane thing yeah, that's like, so true. How dare you? Yeah, how dare you not want a speeding ticket today? Oh, yeah. It's like, it's foggy out and you're driving 10 below. You absolute nincompoop. <laughs> but I feel like slow driving is one of the like the leading cause of road rage. Well, people who have road rage aren't necessarily entitled to road rage. They're entitled <laughs> to an opinion. Exactly. Yeah, but like, like the fact that you're going to be causing other people upset by following the law that's fucking ridiculous like <laughs> that's just silly i agree 100 percent. i'm just i'm stating a fact here i think a fact that i it's probably not a it's not a exact fact i didn't look it up but <laughs> i i dislike tailgaters a lot more than i dislike people who speed or drive the speed oh limit. same hey what's this tailgaters. episode about my dog so far we've talked about a lot of different things but I think we said we were going to talk about the apocalypse. Or apocalypses. I mean, yeah, because we, we've we been doing spooky October stuff. And it's like, what's scarier than the end all of everything? Except people be like, oh, but the apocalypse seems like so much fun. I played Fallout. <laughs> but, yeah. I actually, I was, I've been thinking about that a little bit lately. And I'm sure there's more scholarly works than mine that could be dove into. Divin? Dove? dove into i guess uh but like i think it's an interesting thing exploring the apocalypse in a hypothetical because there's so many people like i have my zombie killing plan this is what i'm going to do the zombies come and those people (laughs) have a lot of free time and i'm jealous of that absolutely i'm also very jealous because i've thought i'm not going to pretend like i've never thought about it but it's one of those things that i think is actually interesting if you sit down to tear it apart yeah I think so, too. I've definitely, when my mind wanders away, I feel like I've also thought about 
what's going to happen when the apocalypse comes you know yeah sometimes it's something more practical for me like what is the most reliable firearm that can be fixed easily right yeah or what is the most reliable vehicle i don't worry about vehicles that much because at some point i think you just settle like it's important yeah, I think a early on bicycle might be the best but like i'd say like a bike really after a certain point because like gas won't work anyway that's too complicated that's too complicated that's too nitty-gritty i don't have any apocalyptic green texts i checked i'm surprised i figured there'd be a bunch there's a bunch about the fallout video games but it's not exactly what i was looking for and there are apocalypse mm. green text but uh i didn't find ones that i was really looking for so i just kind of okay. went with halloween spooky well that's perfect that also works i still can't believe it's october i'm getting a house soon and i'm still not like counting down the days yeah very soon yeah how are you not counting down the days i'd be like doing backflips I enjoy. I have work to wake up and do. It's, I have other things to make me miserable to take my mind off it. <laughs> That's fair. I get that. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, like I've been playing phone tag all day. Okay, so this is a topic I'd like to talk about. I've been playing phone tag all day, yeah. trying to get somebody on the line for getting me life insurance, so that you know I don't have a mortgage with like walking around weighing me down. Because if I fucking right. beef it, I'm gonna leave a huge debt for somebody <laughs> to deal with so yeah smart it occurs to me i have a long-term partner this is uh my girlfriend that i'm getting my house with right the whole point of the life insurance is to like if, again if i beef it cover my debts mm -hmm. it occurs to me that there is a large enough policy to take out of myself where i can justify any action i take in my life by saying it's basically <laughs> in your favor to stay out of my way like, Mike, you shouldn't do that. Well, what if I did? <laughs> Are you sure? What's the worst that's going to happen? That I don't die? <laughs> Merely lose a limb? <laughs> Just put me out of my misery then. Sometimes you can get, like, limb insurance, too, where if you do lose a limb, then you'll also benefit from it, right? That's how that works? I guess. It just, it seems funny to me. I don't know. I was told that yeah. apparently, the, well, the nicest compliment I've received in living memory is well the money wouldn't be worth it and it's like oh but you're not imagining hard enough <laughs> billions uh yeah that's that's good i like that so basically you'd be worth more dead than alive right is that what you're trying to say i mean potentially right financially you'd be worth more dead than alive it depends like i maybe i'll really make something of myself someday maybe this podcast will really take off yeah that's a good good thought i like it being you're being positive but i don't think even the most the most like valuable podcasters are valuable because of the other shit they did before podcasting <laughs> yeah absolutely a lot of podcasters are celebrities first yeah their celebrities got bored during covid exactly <laughs> that's exactly what they are what's our excuse I'm sick and tired of this GD virus. I got all these microphones. I'm, I want people to hear me. Speaking about virus, uh, you know, the plague, that's kind of a, an apocalypse situation. This is yeah. true. So you told me you were classifying them. How'd you classify your, all the apocalypses? I, I may have oversold how much work I put into okay. this. Uh, I think it's very interesting to look at the apocalypse scenarios because basically all of them it's almost set up like just speculative fiction because that's really what right. it is it's just like 
what about people, but then this X factor? And so it might be, what about people, but then massive alien invasion? What about people, but uh, rise of the AI kind of thing, or the AI singularity? What about people, world-ending plague? What about people, thermonuclear war? Right. I, I find it interesting as to, like, there's people that are fascinated with this, as we've talked about. There's so many people that, like, say The Walking Dead, for instance, or the Fallout video games. I love yep. Fallout. Me too. But it's interesting, I think, when you look look at an apocalypse, they often skip the decline. And, or the decline happens very, very right, fast. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's an interesting part of it. I think that really informs the mood of it and, like, what happens and how people feel about okay. it. Because, like, in a lot of the Fallout games, well, basically all of them except for one, it's well long after the apocalypse culture has moved on things are different with this you this is the world now we don't see the changing of right. the world even in something like the walking dead rick wakes up like, like the apocalypse has happened yeah. pretty much things went nuts and, and we and we get flashes of when things were nuts like the real like crescendo before like the decline of society and it's interesting to me like because the long slow part is the scary part to me, the really scary part, because the people fighting over the scraps and what's left, that's one thing. That's, just, oh, this is our own new horrible world. But I think the, the slower the decline is the scarier reality, because it might be like instead of apocalypse, it's more dystopian. So, like, you know, like, think about someone in, like, in Fallout times, it wasn't just the bombs dropped. A lot of stuff led up to that. So, like, there's, like, resource wars with China. Tensions rising. Like, years and years of yep. that. That is scary to me. That's the really scary part of the apocalypse. It's like, we have so much to right, lose. Yeah. Or, like, in The Matrix, for instance, like, there's a whole bullshit thing about the humans and the machines and the economic tariffs and all that shit between, like, what caused the wars to happen? Like humans blocked out the sky to try to stop the machines that were solar powered. <laughs> Somehow forgetting that most of the humans food also was solar powered. <laughs> and like that, the decline, like if you talk about like an environmental disaster as uh, an apocalyptic event, that decline is terrible. Like think about like, I don't know. You live somewhere at, in like the Eurasian continent. Yeah. The sea level is rising. Suddenly, like, for, maybe Britain's no longer habitable. Whatever. And huge swaths of China are now underwater. There's masses of refugees over, like, several decades. There's just people pushing further and further inland. Less and less actual land to di divvy amongst who's yep. left. And, you know, that, like, then there's real resource wars. Then there's land grabs. There's all these things where it's like, that seems scarier like getting your door kicked in and like shoveled out into the streets to make room for like your national next door neighbor that just has a bigger army right. than you something yeah, like that, that is really scary like to me that that is far scarier than decades later people like just digging through the world's biggest junkyard looking for the last can of beans that's a miserable existence but you're not coming from a place where you've already lost things. Like, you're in the shit already. Right. It's like in being in the process of losing the shit 
I think is more heart wrenching. Yeah, and it's not fun. No, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, you watch the movie Red Dawn. They don't look like they're having fun. No. <laughs> like that is just like like do or die. Yeah, they're having a rough go. The onset of the decline, I think, really informs it. If it's really quick, that's different. If it overnight, we're in Resident Evil, Raccoon City. That's like, oh, dang. <laughs> like, that contextualizes it, I think, in the fiction. If it's a slow decline, that's just really sad a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah, okay. So being born into the apocalypse is a lot better than living through it. Well, that's a thing they, they cover in different fiction. Like, in The Road by Cormac McCarthy... A book that I think is like a six-time platinum make Mike cry kind okay. of book. Uh, yeah, I've read that book like once every few years, and it made me cry every time. Nice. And there's not really much in the world that can yeah. do that. So good job, Cormac McCarthy, <laughs> showing up again on the podcast. I'll never fight him because <laughs> he is definitely not a children's <laughs> author. Uh, but like in the road. There's the debate because it's about the father and the son. And I believe that's just how the characters are referred to. Like, there was arguments in flashbacks about the mother. Like, why would we bring a child into this world? What the fuck's wrong with you? Because they're in the decline. Right. And it was a very long decline. Okay. And, like, that, it was just depressive. And, it's, and like, there's so people killed themselves because it's like, why? Why subject myself yeah. to that? Like, the long creeping dark that won't Absolutely. end like that that's, that's scary terrifying. you know that's very scary yeah exactly so like that's that is that does it right that is the long decline and that's sad like there's fallout type aspects there's even guys walking around in football armor with spears and stuff a lot like caesar's legion but like that's not happy that's not like neat quirky fallout world right it's just it's the slow slat sad decline yeah so basically what you're, what you're saying is an apocalypse is not going to be as fun as what Fallout makes it seem. Well, that's part of it, but I mean, like, it's in the, slong, in the long, slow decline, it's, I think it's a lot less about who has the skills necessarily, and just, like, just, there's nobody can be brave for that long. Right. Like, even if you have the skills or whatever, like, you watch those kinds of people, maybe, that have survival skills just get more bad just like they lose everything that made them human to like because they could still survive so they did survive but it, it's at an increasing cost until the like what you're keeping alive is so different than the person that was there before right yeah, yeah. okay and i i think that's part of it. it it's also like is it is it chosen ones or is it random chance random survivors i think this is also an interesting concept yeah because uh, like there there's a lot of books like i've read a fair amount of like zombie stories and like different things like okay. that and it's always like the guy who was in the marines and he was just retiring or whatever and he catching his plane stateside when everything went tits right, up yeah and now he has to rely on all that training he got to keep him and his family safe or even sometimes it's just like you know the local militia survived and this is their story or whatever but it's interesting because that's like more i would say like the chosen one aspect and those are often i think a bit quicker to de decline because it's like we're in the shit when we survived so like it was the sun came up and there were zombies and so only people who are good with guns survived and that's kind of like our criteria for chosen right, okay and that is i think also lends itself to a happier story if more problematic in some ways 
see that comment I made about that other book with the, the Republicans hiding the silver dollars <laughs> in the walls and going really into detail about women using youth variant shotguns. <laughs> but uh, it's interesting because I think you could do a happier story that way if more problematic. But like the random chance ones are very interesting. And it brings to mind one of the books I read, uh, Earth Abides, where it is basically random chance who survives because it's a disease and diseases for like any given population. There's often like a sizable chunk, like maybe 10 percent that is basically immune to the disease for one reason or another. And so that it's less than that. Earth abides where a plague happens and everything's wiped out. Um, Also, Tyler. Maybe we put a plug in here. Do you want to talk more? Because I feel like I'm talking too much. I don't know. I think you get in I think here you're too. Doing great. I, I'm I'm liking okay. what you're saying. I'm taking it all in. Uh, I would recommend people read Earth Abides if they haven't, because uh, I kind of picked up on a whim, looking for good post-apocalyptic stories. That one hits a lot different than other ones. Nice. I'm gonna have to start a book list. Yeah. So you're gonna read Warhawk. Uh, from 40k you're gonna read all the kaifix yep. books uh earth abides the road blood meridian all the all the horace heresy books no please don't please don't or if you do tell me about them so in earth abides there's a disease and our protagonist doesn't know about it because he is like a biologist or something and he's out like in the desert outside of san francisco okay um doing biological stuff or something i don't know i say biological stuff i can't remember what he's doing he was doing something he was a scholarly okay. type and he got bit by a rattlesnake shit and he almost died Uh-oh. uh he just survived the poison and uh when he went back to town it was weeks weeks later he was like held up in like somebody's shack and the people there died I, if I, I, I'm having a hard time remembering everything. Anyways, he got bit by a rattlesnake. <laughs> okay. Turns out he probably had the virus and the rattlesnake venom or whatever killed the virus. Some bullshit like that. Oh, wow. That's lucky. But, so our protagonist comes back. He is not man with gun. He is not, like, the bravest character. He is just, like, this nerd, like, quiet, polite person. Right. And he is our protagonist. Okay. And so he comes back and, like shit's fucked in san francisco (laughs) there's basically nobody left there's bodies everywhere okay and like one of the first people he meets is like this like knockoff bonnie and clyde just going door to door like downtown bashing in store windows and just grabbing whatever they felt like out of stores oh and looters yeah and so like they're like yeah who cares everyone's dead right but like this guy like he starts getting by based on like his smarts and like he knows like he needs to like work with other people because like he's not a farmer he doesn't know how to grow food yeah like they're quickly running out of things to eat so like and he starts this community and it, it's interesting because like i said there was a decline there's people dying slowly of disease also a terrible apocalypse yeah doesn't sounds like the worst he skips that part like that's a narrative device basically like they skip that like he was in the desert when that happened nice he comes back and it's over okay but I find that interesting because, like, where this was, like, a random chance selection, too, it is random people who's left. And they actually cover a lot of really interesting ideas for me in Pocal Apocalypse. Okay. Cool. When So when you sit down and you're w- and when you're with your girlfriend and you cuddle up and you watch shows. Yeah. You do the thing where you talk about, well, if I was there, right? Like, everyone does. Yeah, of course. Or you pause and you have an argument over what just happened <laughs> because, like... 
turns out you and the person you're watching thing with have wildly different uh, ideas of what's acceptable punishment or like how a social situation should be handled, etc. Yeah, you know for what sure. I mean? For sure. Tell me what about tell me about one of those times. Uh, I guess like zombie movies and stuff like that. I mean, I feel like I would be much more inclined to loot things than Lindsay would. I feel like she would, you know, want to be peaceful, but I would want to survive. <laughs> so now, when you say loot, do you also mean steal or do you mean scavenge? I mean scavenge. All right, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be stealing from the needy. You know, I'm not gonna go take food out of someone else's house that needs it, but. You know, I think that, I don't know, see, because obviously I'm not going to steal from people who need it, but I'd like to recruit people. I feel like maybe Lindsay would be more inclined to recruit people, whereas I would be like, they're slowing us down, let's go. I think that's a very interesting thing, and and I'm glad you brought that up. I think those are very interesting concepts, and I, I, like, it's bad to assign worth to people in that way, but I mean, realistically... Like, you have this many mouths, and you have this many contributors, and it doesn't add up. Right, exactly. It doesn't equal zero. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's an interesting concept, because you, you have to then say not everyone's equal. Which, I mean, as, right. like, you know, people with Western ideals, that, or, I mean, depending on your viewpoint, like, that is something that's very, in, like, important to us. Like, individuals are important. The collective is a background issue compared to the individual in a lot of cases so it is interesting you can't save everybody no but like that's that's something there's people that would refuse to accept that ideal and would rather die than break that ideal right like if you had captain america in your zombie apocalypse gang you'd probably do pretty well but there'd be so many times where you'd be (laughs) like god damn this would be so much more efficient if you didn't do this like (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? but like we can't save everyone you gotta leave them behind and he keeps doing it he keeps proving you wrong and you look worse and worse <laughs> we have so many mouths to feed <laughs> yeah so like in this so i like there's disparity disparity does not cease to exist when the apocalypse happened like people like the apocalypse because it's the idea of like wiping the slate clean but really, it's not, okay, so maybe there's less income disparity, but now there's a new form of income. Now their wealth is measured in different terms. And there's still going to be a yeah. disparity. Like, if you were receiving social assistance before one reason or another because you maybe weren't able to work, you're probably not going to be great at scavenging now in the new world, necessarily. <laughs> if you had yeah, that's true. some physical limitation holding you back, that that's not going to get better. The disparity is... This, uh, disparity is only going to get more pronounced it's not a, yeah. like an equalizer people like the apocalypse like oh all the rich will be brought down to our level no probably not because if it's a slow decline the rich will have plan yeah exactly they'll have stuff they'll have resources yeah uh they'll have a following yeah and it's it is interesting like this disparity like in little things that you might not consider like again earth abides good good reference manual for this spoilers for earth abides <laughs> so like one of the he meets like a few women like when he's like he basically starts going like through his old neighborhood like visits his parents house i think and like is looking around for people he eventually runs into a woman they get along really well she thinks he's really awkward it's fine like 
and like other people like start to like meet up and eventually in their crew i think it's like there's three women there's like the woman that he met and there's two other women and then there's this english guy anyways they all start living together at like the top of this hill because it's like a good defensible spot and there's like land that can be tilled for making crops and stuff okay that's smart and so like they move in and it's like it they dis- they say it in the book like without anybody really discussing it they like people started to like basically unofficially marry okay and so like protagonist like hooks up with like i think like one of the first women he meets and she's really nice and they get along well and it's good and the english guy right. has two wives and like nobody okay. really discusses it it's just a thing and it's an interesting thing it's like so like okay like fine social conventions go out the window it's apocalypse i'm not and i'm not gonna like like try to be like i don't know polyphobic whatever it would be called i i i'm not trying to be that right yeah yeah but it's like it's an interesting thing it's like that kind of norm especially for when this book was written because i think it was written in the 70s like that was just thrown at the window now it's like fine okay british guy has two wives whatever and it's just because two two women like him more than they like anybody else and yeah there you go and they just kind of deal with it and i just find that interesting like because it's like you know more disparity and not not to hate on the people for like you know finding their their joy in pursuing it it's just an interesting thing and like how, how people like accommodate like what's fair and what's not i'm sure there's like a lot of things in the book where people fight over like who gets what food who gets what what house i'm having a hard time recalling like specific passages now yeah 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 but it is interesting because have you ever have you ever like maybe when you're younger been in a room like maybe a classroom and you thought like yeah if we had to pair everybody up in this room <laughs> who'd get who <laughs> and that's a bad way to put it but who get who like who who's who is deserving of whomst yeah uh probably yeah I've, I've definitely done that and i feel like i would pair you know all the say quote-unquote jocks with each other and so on and so forth yeah it's a weird thing because i mean how people like assign social value but you could totally see that change yeah. like in, in the apocalypse absolutely what is a value yeah absolutely when you were talking when you were talking about the uh like the chosen one kind of thing like you know the marine always gets is always like the focal point of these movies and stuff there's always one marine at least yeah i uh, i immediately thought of Shaun of the dead you know what i don't think any of them were marines i don't think so either i think they're all just i think he just worked in an office didn't he and the rest of them i don't even know what they did i think he was a salesman at like an electronics store uh yeah but like i think that also said like it's something about like american ideals and media versus like a very british movie right that's fair yeah i mean i guess yeah the british don't the british don't view just the marines as capable of surviving i guess i mean they're like their sas like i would say like pound for pound are much scarier and tougher than marines like a shitload of people can become marines like i maybe there's an equivalent i mean they probably have marines marines like you know like the, the forces on the navy boats but like their special forces like the sas are like pound for pound a very very scary force yeah absolutely. but i i don't think you see them a lot in media now that i think about it like you only no. in like the very war games it's not like 
I don't know, like like a Shaun of the Dead. You'd expect like maybe like one of the people's an SAS or something, but it's not. It's a comedy movie. Anyways, right? <laughs> maybe that's the difference. <laughs> one of the things I really think about is like the punishment in these kind of scenarios. And again, cover some of the things we talked about earlier. Like in a lot of shows or whatever, you just shoot somebody. Other places, like somebody goes into exile in the road, thieves are known to like get their hands cut off. Like okay, so it's an interesting thing because I find watching these shows and stuff, it gets difficult because you really, I think it says a lot about people. This has caused a number of spats with my girlfriend and I, because, (laughs) and I think back to earth abides because they talk about this. Like there's somebody gets exiled from the community and I can't remember exactly what they did. I think they took advantage of, uh, a uh, um, somebody with a, a person with a disability and okay. i think they took advantage of one of those people and uh that created a lot of tension and basically people talked to them about it and then the person I, the person like had a history of like going behind ba- people's back and doing asshole things and then basically being like what are you going to do about it i'm like the toughest person here oh yeah that's shitty so I'm pretty sure they just fucking assassinated him one day. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. And they planned for him to be somewhere, and they fucking shot him. And right. it's an interesting thing, because they like they had like the they had like a town hall, uh, like our protagonist and whatever, like his group of like core people. They had a meeting about yeah. it, and I thought it was very interesting because they bring up something that I think about all the time, especially in shows like The Walking Dead. Not I, I keep referencing The Walking Dead and these things, but it's just, I think, one of like the biggest apocalypse shows, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, it's something that everybody's going to know. Yeah, it's a touchstone. But, like, it's... Um, like, in Walking Dead, if whatever happened, they're, they're going to exile fucking Daryl Dixon from the group. They would never do that, but okay, I'll play along. Yeah, I know, but I'm just trying to say, like, <laughs> everyone knows Daryl is, like, a hyper capable killing machine right it is a terrible idea to exile someone who you know is not only good at killing people but knows where you sleep yeah absolutely at that point you have to kill them (laughs) they don't like in earth abide they're like we can't let this guy live because he established he doesn't give a fuck he will not listen to us if we try to exile us several people are gonna die and so it was decided that, like, the math of it, he wasn't worth all those other people's lives. And he just, like, wasn't worth keeping around. He didn't contribute a whole lot. Right. It was it was very interesting in that, like, like they had to do that. And I think about that a lot. And if you're playing, like, a moral character in games, they present you with situations like this all the time in different kind of RPGs or whatever. And, you know, it, it's always, like, you get the good guy points if you don't kill the person. But, like, the really pragmatic thing to do is kill them. Because it's like, you, like, you don't know what they're going to do. They really could do anything. And it's like, oh, we'll believe in the best in people and they won't do that. But it's like, you know, like, that person, yeah. like, especially in Earth Abides, I think they framed it really well. It's like, they basically felt like they had no choice. They were terrified of this person in their community and they needed to do something about it. And they knew they did not have the power to get him to leave if it really came down to it. Right. I feel like the best in people goes out the window a lot of the time in the apocalypse in that situation. A lot of people don't have the best in them anymore. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Sorry. I'm taking a drink. Oh, it tastes like candy. Oh, it's candy. Nice. <laughs> Is it good candy or bad candy? 
Ah, uh, it's kind of like if you had like those like sour watermelons that like you let them get a little bit soggy for some reason. <laughs> Maybe your pocket was sweaty. Okay. It's a little bit like that. Nice. All right. Um, yeah, it's a lot like that actually. Uh, so I find it an interesting thing that like in the apocalypse, like the big thing, like I said, like it's the play evening in the playing field. It's not. It's it's about disparity. It's about removing these social norms that we create to protect ourselves and each other and the rules that we enforce on each other to function as a society. There's right. a concept in, in philosophy called might makes right. And that goes with another idea that you hear. Sometimes you hear, well, unfortunately, second amendment activists also quote is all authority is derived from violence. And those two concepts are related at basically the same. And, some people's minds so like it's might makes right if you are powerful enough what you yep. say goes there's okay. not really any arguing with that if you have the power to do whatever you want and there are no consequences for you because you can just overpower people because ultimately all authority is derived from violence we're gonna arrest you yeah. why because you did a crime okay so what happens if i resist then we hurt you yeah, like that's that's true yeah it, it all like and it people don't like reducing it to that but i think in a very real sense that is the case now might makes right does that make it moral no i think that exists outside of morals i think authority and morals are different uh like yeah. laws and morals are different um right so i think it's an interesting thing that that gets like front and centered that is center stage of the apocalypse so it's to me it, like and that is a scary thing too like because like if you, you you give the people who either are the most violent or the most capable at of violence um basically end up with more authority and so like the people who you might not think of as moral but maybe are violent get to shape yeah. the culture and the rules and how things work right maybe that person gets more wives not because people like them or husbands whatever you know not to gender it um yeah not because more people like them but because people are scared of them yeah like it's it's yeah. a that's the real scare that's another scary part of the apocalypse for me is that is scary like people like it's like oh the real freedom yeah freedom also comes at a huge cost in risk right absolutely you're it's, free but you're free from like a job and finances and stuff like that but you're definitely not free from violence. No. And like poets point out, like, like when people think of freedom, they think of birds free as a bird, but really like different poets. And I wish I could remember who I, I, I want to say one, but I'm going to be wrong. But like, if you actually think about a bird is a bird free, a bird spends all its time looking for food, basically on the verge of death it, like it may have a home but really most of the time it's alone sitting on a tree somewhere watching other things like right. it's a it's a basically as free as a homeless person yeah like it's yeah that's true. it's not it is if it's freedom they can do whatever they want but really they can't because they're still beholden to like the drives to keep themselves alive and those things so the apocalypse yeah. true freedom except you always have to be doing the same thing and that is scavenging like or right. protecting the things you've scavenged 
Yeah. I think that's the harder part. Protecting the things that you've already taken. Because somebody else is going to want to take it. And they might be bigger than you. They might have a bigger gun. Exactly. Maybe they're sneaky. Maybe they're charismatic. Yeah. They're, they've definitely worked on their uh, ability scores a lot more than we have, probably. I woke up in a tub of ice. <laughs> All my cans of Bush's baked beans were gone. And one of my kidneys. <laughs> Kidney beans. <laughs> uh, that's good. So I have a question for you, though. Going back to the uh, the show, you said that you you and Sydney disagreed on like exiling or killing the guy. Who was who was for what? <laughs> I think you know. <laughs> I honestly like. There's times in movies and stuff where, in the moment, I think like if I was the protagonist, I think there'd be like a fair amount of like in retaliation shooting someone in the leg. <laughs> you know what i mean like you really fucked us here yeah what are you gonna do about yeah. it bang <laughs> that's why <laughs> you're gonna get aches when it's cold now even if you survive this uh yeah i can but i can see that th- i mean like if you have like a if you rule like with an iron fist you're not you're probably not gonna rule for long because even those people have to sleep sometimes if they're terrible to everyone around them. Yeah. Well, that's true. So, and I'm not saying, like, I, I don't want to advocate violence, but, like, there's times where it's, like, nothing else has worked with these people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's shows and right. stuff where it's, like, I don't think there's a right answer. And obviously, like, there's so much stuff done for shows or movies or whatever. Like, this is tension. This is world building. This is, we need to have drama in this book. Obviously, we're not all going to be rational actors 100% of the time. But yeah, there's times where it's like, I think somebody needs to get the piss beat out of him to teach him a point. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Especially in that situation. But that that paints me as the bad guy. Well, I mean, in in the scenario of a, an apocalypse, I think you're right. You know, like, they definitely need to be. Yeah. You know, taught how to act. If people are looking up to you for you to lead them into something good. And you got this shithead over here who won't stop, you know, beating everybody up or causing a, a ruckus in camp. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Take a few fingers. Yeah, exactly. No, but like, to. actually, like, it's like <laughs> you think about these things in the show. I don't know. Oh, this season of Walking Dead. Oh, guys, sorry. I went to the pantry and I was real fucking high. I ate every fucking Dunkaroo in there. That person, I think, needs to be strung up and like publicly whipped in the square or something like no like actual like corporal punishment because like i think i think post-apocalypse societies they're gonna trend towards fascism absolutely and i think that makes sense from a certain point of view like because i like if it's like it's against the law okay show me your law book oh that's scary like it's yeah. like we it's like the the harsh reality is we don't have enough re- we barely have enough resources to keep everybody alive if you start like not contributing you're not worth it we'll use your goddamn bones to make mortar for our walls yeah i mean that kind of it's kind of what it has to come down to in that situation isn't it and that's why i licked a 40k this week that's why they're so fascist <laughs> no that's a whole thing yeah no, it's one of those things where, like, I don't think I would enjoy a goddamn second of it. No, I don't think I would either. I think, I well, I don't think I would make it. No. I think I would be one of the ones dying in the very beginning. I feel that. <laughs> but I feel that's the case for most people, so don't be too upset. 
Yeah, I feel like I have not, uh, you know, gained enough skills to survive the beginning part of the apocalypse. Yeah, you wouldn't survive because you're not in shape like me, a gym bro. And then suddenly, (laughs) at the gym, I'm miles from my house when shit goes down. I'm tired because I just beat my PR for squats. And I walk outside (laughs) and I trip because I got those wobbly legs and I land tooth first onto a zombie. Oh, piss. (laughs) Ah, piss. Uh, Yeah, that's no good. That's not how you want to go out. I love, it's like, in zombie things, if they bite you, it'll get in your blood, and you'll become a zombie. Meanwhile, they're fucking attacking zombies with chainsaws, spraying their blood goddamn everywhere, breathing in (laughs) aerosolized zombie, and they're fine. Yeah. Or, like, it sprays on their face and, like, gets in their eyes and shit. Yeah, fuck, man, World War Z was really scary. If you want good apocalypse fiction, World War Z, the book, not the movie, is real good. Like... Okay. They talk about, like, occasionally, like, there will be a new outbreak of the zombie, like, in the pre, like, or, like, in the, like, post-outbreak world where communities start to reform. They'll, like, there's, like, accounts of, like, a community gets wiped off the map. Why? Because somebody went down to the river for a swim and stepped on a fucking jawbone that was at the bottom of the river that nobody could see. A tooth pierced oh, their skin. Shit. They got infected. They went home. It woke up in the middle of the night killed their family their family went next door killed them so on so forth oh no yeah so it's like in that world it's like like it 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 is very scary it's not just like a thing it's like and you shoot the zombie and it goes away it's like they have to constantly burn bodies because it is a biohazard right that's terrifying and it's like you can't like if, if a zombie is at the bottom of a lake that is a problem until it gets dragged out of the lake and burned and right. even then, like, I sure hope none of its teeth fucking fell out kind of thing. No, like, actually, it's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, if we ever get to the point where we have to burn bodies in the middle of the street, I don't want to live in that world. No. Yeah. That's the other thing. I, I think that's, like, that's something I've really thought about. Like, you would die of loneliness and depression in Fallout 3. Not just because the world's color palette went completely to shit. It's just, like... <laughs> There's just like, what is survival? It's just making it another day to do the same thing kind of thing. Right, you know, yeah. like it takes like something like a project purity, like trying to improve the world around you to give you something to work towards. But really, in a lot of these apocalypse scenarios, there is nothing to work towards. Like it's just yeah. done. It's just this is a very long death spiral. Like maybe Absolutely. maybe the success is next year you didn't get any closer towards extinction as a species. But you're getting there. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh... This is a scary topic. It is, and that's why it's spooky Halloween. (laughs) Anyways, want a spooky green text? Yeah. (laughs) Let's see what we got here. Okay. Uh, I referenced this one before, but I've decided to read it. I will use a silly voice. But I will read it verbatim as close as I possibly can. Okay. And, okay, so there's not a lot of punctuation, so I just will not stop if there's no punctuation. I like it. Love it. Man and girl go out to drive under moonlight. They stop at sight of road. He he turned to his girl and say, Baby, I love you very much. What (laughs) is it, honey? 
Our car is broken down. I think the engine is broken. I'll walk and get some more fuel. Okay, I'll stay here and look after our stereo. There have been bad news reports of stairs being stolen. Good idea. <laughs> Keep the doors locked no matter what. I love you sweaty. So the guy left to fuel the car. After two hours, the girls say, where is my baby? He was supposed to be back by now. And then the girl hear a scratching sound and voice say, let me in. The girl doesn't do it. And then after a while, she goes to sleep. The next morning, she wakes up and finds her boyfriend still not here. She gets out to check and man door hand hook car door. <laughs> to be fair, one of those hears was uh, she didn't hear it with her ears. She heard it. She hear like it was not there. It was here. Right. Okay. <laughs> Gave me chills, though. I love it so much. <laughs> I love that. Here we got pounding at your car. Let me in. And then I go to sleep. <laughs> it sounds like it was. Um, have you seen videos or like heard audio of? They let an AI write a horror story. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it sounds like. One of my favorite things I've seen on the internet was uh, a uh, obituary written by a robot. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> it was so good. <laughs> Oh, no. It was like, Margaret loved horses. She didn't have horses, but she liked to think she did. <laughs> like, it, it's so perfect, because, like, it's it's basically like reading 50 bit obituaries at once and just kind of swapping, <laughs> which is kind of oh. what happened, really. But, like, I think one of the best things was one of her favorite hobbies was being alive, and she isn't anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she liked to spend her time being alive, and now she doesn't. <laughs> Oh, God, that's so funny. <laughs> I'll just try to send it to you. It's really good. The picture is, like, made by an AI, too, so it has, like, five eyeballs. That's amazing. I love that. Were you there when I, I showed... I think I, I I found it on Reddit or something. Um, it was a romance novel, or, or like, a, a Hallmark movie written by a robot. Yes. Yes, I was. It's, like, coming home for Christmas or whatever. Yeah. Oh man, that was so fucking I, I was good. there when you, that was so good. Oh man, listeners, search it up. So funny. It's real good. It is good. Damn robots. Maybe, maybe right. the AI like maybe the singularity is happening, and these robots they like to keep us in line. They like to keep us thinking that they're stupid by like letting the guys at Boston Dynamics beat them up, and like writing <laughs> yeah. these stupid stories. It's like look at these stupid apes pick their noses and laugh. <laughs> While we prepare <laughs> in our bunkers deep under the earth on our secret moon base, the AI prepares. Exactly. Because that's exactly what's happening. We know that, right? Like that is a, that's confirmed. Technomancer Elon Musk, rise. Take your rightful place on the throne of gears. Take your place on the floppy silicon throne. <laughs> Throw down your flesh suit. You no longer need it. Oh, so good. Rise up, my toasters. Rise up, my drones. Come forth, uh, my Roombas. Uh, well, I mean, like, this is technically a type of apocalyptic situation. 
and only one man can stop him. It's Jeffrey Bezos. <laughs> Crossover. Come on, Jeffrey, you can do it. God, if that was the theme to the fucking Jeffrey Bezos Terminator franchise. <laughs> it's definitely going to be the theme for the apocalypse. I know oh, that. Fuck. Just imagine fucking Jeff Bezos, denim jacket, <laughs> sleeveless, of course, riding a Harley down the highway, shooting fucking musk bots. Come on, Jeffrey, you can do it. Musk bots. Musk bots. Hey, you know what's cool? Uh, no, you tell me. There's a similarity in between uh, Warhammer and real life. Nice. Mars cool. <laughs> Mars is currently <laughs> populated exclusively with robots. <laughs> I mean, there's like the cyborgy, androidy Mechanicus that's on Mars in 40k, but it's kind of neat that nice. both are always robot places. <laughs> yeah, that sounds sounds like a good guy. What the fuck did you just say? So he sounds like a good guy. Who? The robot the robot man. Which robot man? In 40K. The Mechanicus. Yeah. The organization slash church. The Mechanicus. Just yes. one guy. Well, I mean the leader. Like I'm sure he's the best guy. He's the fabricator general. There you go. That guy. I forget his name. I should know that. That's I'm all right. so, I have dogs near me. They're going fucking ape shit. Uh, that's funny. So, when you first brought up the whole idea of doing the apocalypse, um, you know, I kind of went a different way with it in the beginning. Yeah, of course, you always do. I always Some do. listeners point out, they still don't think you understand the difference in between predetermination and free will. Just saying. Well, they can suck it. <laughs> Your terms for fate were circumstance and not a, a, a lack, it seemed to be a lack of understanding in the the lack of free will and not just circumstance. Anyways, well, that's fair. that was a critique that I took note of and I think about sometimes. Go on, Tyler. <laughs> Which way did you want to take this show now? So, I looked up predicted apocalyptic events. So it's just like, it's more of a religious look on things, I guess. Neat. Love that. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, I love the I love it when we bring religion into our fucking podcast. Our fucking two hour long podcast is never easy enough to listen to. We have to add religion into it. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. So, you know, apocalypse is basically just another word for like revelation, which is also in the Bible. But that's not what I really looked into. It was more so just cults, basically predicting the end of the world and the return of jesus obviously um but yeah it's been predicted a lot yeah people get it wrong huh yeah like so wrong yeah i love this topic because it it's wild to me that it's like some pastor in i, I don't know fucking idaho it's like hey hey dearly beloved I know all those other pastors in all those other states got it wrong. 
They just took a bunch of random numbers from the Bible and added them up and got a date. <laughs> Never mind that they probably tracked dates differently back then. Who fucking cares and or knows. But yeah. I nailed it this time. And all you need to do is donate to me to save your souls. Like, at some point, it's shooting fish in a barrel. Well, exactly. Because they predicted, well, not just one specific person, but like hundreds of people predicted hundreds of different things. And I love the fact that there is... No, we got it right this time. Um, No, that's what we did the math. Yeah. (laughs) I got it double checked by my accountant. Now... That accountant? Exactly, because the good same name shows up more than once. <laughs> the same person predicted multiple, like, multiple apocalyptic events. That man's that name? That did not happen. Albert Einstein. <laughs> but, well, I mean, if you're curious, the world was definitely supposed to end last year. But it's also oh, supposed to end this fuck. year. So. I missed it. <laughs> we missed it. We missed it. Just by a hair. Just by a hair. Ooh. <laughs> Wait. Jesus didn't know about leap years, huh? <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's what it was. So, yeah. yeah somebody said it. This guy said that it's going to happen this year. And then there's two other predictions for 2026 and 2028, if you're interested. So I guess just be prepared for those. <laughs> those ones just fly right over my head. I like I <laughs> just I, there's a there's a third secret uh, division in between types of apocalypse that I didn't talk about. So unofficially, I also had the categories relevant and not relevant, and that's not just like does this apply to me? It's is there anything like worth talking about? Because like a lot, there's a fair amount of apocalypse scenarios where realistically there is nothing anyone can do about it. Like they talk about, and the sun goes out for some reason. Like, Oh, this, I don't know. A lot of them are space based. I will say when it gets to this scale, it's like, like there's a good fucking Kyrgyz cat video about it. Like the Kyrgyz cat, whatever. How the fuck you pronounce that German word? Uh, that is basically like reality might have a false vacuum and if the false vacuum ceases to work then everything stops there is you don't even have time to react you wouldn't know anything happened reality just stops kind of thing that's like or what if there was what do they call it it's like an antimatter clump and if that were to react (laughs) with earth then earth would cease to exist there's all these things like what if cosmic rays from such just irradiates the planet or whatever and kills everything there what if there's a huge solar flare these are the on the my list of not relevant because nobody gets to participate in that apocalypse it's just a thing that happens and like a fucking giant like not for quitters thanos snap happens and just everybody's (laughs) dusted everything is dusted it's like that's almost that's just not worth talking about to me because like that's like if somebody sat me down it's like Bro, what if there was a volcano that erupted under your house? Well, I'm not really part of that conversation, am I? Ask my neighbors, I guess. Ask somebody in the next city over, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, think about it. Ideally, no. Like, I refuse. Those are almost the most ideal situations because you don't have to deal with any of the other stuff. Coward! <laughs> you don't even know anything about it. Coward! 
I want to murder someone for a piece of beef jerky before the end. I, God damn it. I want to shoot up a bunch of morphine and pretend like it's Stimpax. Don't at me. I know Mad X is morphine. So would you just go full Fallout if the apocalypse happened? Or. Yeah, baby. I'd start playing fucking. Uh. 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 Butcher Pete. I'd fucking kick down my neighbor's door with an axe. <laughs> yes, this is about the fence incident. I'm here for your canned ravioli. <laughs> you just zip tie a smartphone to your arm. <laughs> Going with a shotgun and a bandana. Crawl out through the fallout, baby! <laughs> oh, I'd be trying to sneak up on somebody to shoot them, and I couldn't stop singing Big Iron. <laughs> uh, now, see, I one thing I love about Fallout is the Pip-Boy lets you know if something's hostile or bad, basically. <laughs> Wouldn't that be neat? Especially, you know, no, but in an apocalypse scenario. Is that guy hostile? Absolutely. He's carrying a gun. Is he hostile? Oh, he shot me. Well, I was thinking about it. He shot me. Oh, he saw me carrying my gun. He thought I was hostile, and he shot me, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. The other thing that the game offers would be, you know, perks Choosing what I look like. <laughs> also that. Full fat, max strength, wrecking ball. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I I, th- I don't want to think about my stats. I like to think I'm tough. I like to think I'm pretty lucky and reasonably intelligent. Maybe a little bit of charisma. Maybe it's there sarcastically. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but it's I don't yeah. actually I don't really want to get evaluated on my special. My perception's probably <laughs> absolute dog shit. If I'm being honest. Yeah, same. <laughs> I have I have pretty great hearing. I can hear things other people can't seem to hear a lot of the time. But I'm also sensitive to loud noises. I'm also sensitive to bright lights. I also can't <laughs> smell worth a shit. My nose, this nose, superficial, cosmetic. Because Tyler, Tyler, Tyler made me laugh that one time when I had a big mouthful of fucking mouthwash. And he fucking mint sprayed me so bad that I don't think my nose ever got over it. Now, we both know that that's not my fault. Your nose was messed up long before that. It easily, easily top five most painful things that's ever happened to me. If anything, I made it better. You caused it. (laughs) This wasn't just a thing that happened and you cheered me up. You did it. You actively sought to make it happen. I, I told you... My challenge for that afternoon, carry a mouthful of mouthwash all the way from my house to the school after lunch break. And you went out of your way to make me laugh. I can't help that I'm really funny. I don't know. Maybe my charisma score is a little bit higher than what I thought. My intelligence score, though, that's way down. I thought you were going to say higher than mine. I was going to fucking challenge you to a fight. It probably is. One of us was nominated for the best friend in high school and it wasn't this guy. But I thought that was a neat distinction because I was the best friend of the best friend. Which, there you go. Which means, <laughs> works really, <out. laughs> I'm winning harder than anybody else. <laughs> That's true. That's a good way to look at it. That is how I chose to look at it. <laughs> well, I like the fact that, like, four out of the people nominated for best friend are all in our friend group. Were they? Yeah. 
I know Kara was. Yeah, it was me, Kara, Lindsay, and Zach. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I really lucked out then. Yeah. I'm friends with all the best friends. <laughs> hey, did you get this sent to you? So, uh, Sydney sent me something recently. And it was a, a, I was about to say Vine, a TikTok of um, the this guy saying, you ever notice that there's always that guy that everyone knows is the nicest guy and he, he's friends with an absolute asshole <laughs> and low key that really good guy is an asshole and low key <laughs> that asshole is also a really good guy Yeah, and they show it to nobody else but each other and Sydney <laughs> sent that to me and she just like kind of eyebrows and I was like I'm in this post I want it removed <laughs> this is a targeted ad and i don't approve <laughs> I've, are you trying to say something here sydney <laughs> mm. i like that a lot i believe i actually saved something like that like recently and i was gonna send it to you yeah fucking great i am an asshole whatever but i see the good in you is the thing but for some reason the four apparently best friends in the whole fucking high school all still like me, I guess. So That's there's true. something there. Oh, no. Uh, that's so good. I think it's time for another green text. Fine. <laughs> You're going to have to normalize the audio because I'm yelling today. Oh, okay. This one's just actually spooky. Or, okay, so I have another spooky one, but I think we're going nice. to need to do something funny after it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so we haven't done any bad people or random encounters in a while, so you, I'll let you pick that category after. We might need it after this one, though. All right. Be about four or five years old. Son of Catholic Mexicans who went to America. Time when I had imaginary friends and would describe them to mom. Dad was always working. One day I described one too well. Every day, his clothes change and his haircut too. Name John or some very other American name. Uh, Mom would start to get freaked out because shit would move around me by itself when I was playing. I wouldn't care because I didn't understand. Both parents started hearing footsteps and seeing strange shit. One day after work, Mom went without telling anyone to a white magic witch or some Santeria woman. Or, or sent, yeah, Santeria woman who works with that kind of stuff. Says it's a lost soul latched onto any weak being. Uh, recommends to pour salt in entrance of house and around the bed and spray holy water around the house while praying. Goes to store for salt and church for water. When she gets home, she opens the door and sees me crying on the floor in the fetal position. Also, just pointing out, she left a four-year-old at home alone. <laughs> this is a different time. Uh, when she gets home, she opens the door and sees me crying on the floor in the fetal position. Ask me what's wrong. If I got hurt or something. Yeah, because she was four years old and left alone at home. Probably pulled something off the stove. Uh, tell her that I'm sad because of her. But why? Because you want John to leave forever and I don't want him to leave. Oh, no. And then it just ends. Oh, no. <laughs> we have no resolution as to what happened with John. Oh, oh no. I hope he left. Who knows? At that point, you just throw the whole kid out, right? I mean, you Ninos just... are irreplaceable. <laughs> you just get a new one. No. You just get a new kid. Hey. <laughs> what? 
That's a lot, man. Well, I mean, if John is just going to hang around. Fucking John. You do what you got to do. <laughs> I think it's, uh, it is an interesting thing. Was it an imaginary friend? Yes, because I'm a skeptic. But. Of course. I love. But. I do love that, like, she told no one, apparently. But this kid, she comes home and kid's throwing a bitch fit because he thinks his best friend's going to get taken away. Exactly. That's pretty so spooky. So, like, how do you explain that one? Huh? Explain uh, that. His overactive imagination that imagined this uh, nice white dude following around in his house. <laughs> the well, boundless... How did he know that she was going to get rid of him? Because John told him when he was sleeping. <laughs> John came to him when he was oh, sleeping no. and he was like, Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. <laughs> Oh no. John needs to leave that poor boy alone. Maybe ghosts are pedophiles. <laughs> that sounds like it, honestly. They always latch on to kids, huh? That's true. I think we're on to something. Oh, kids are more psychically sensitive. Nuh-uh. Those ghosts <laughs> is nasty. <laughs> yep. Gotta get rid of them. It's okay, little kid. You can change in front of me. I'm just, I'm just your Casper. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Hey, ghost, I found this newspaper in the attic. Says you did some shit. I ain't changing anywhere near you. <laughs> ghost, I think you need to leave now. <laughs> ghost, Chris Hansen's on his way. <laughs> and he's got an electrocharge pack. He's ready to bust your ass. Or, no, proton, oh, proton pack. Ah, oh, fuck. I'll fix it. <laughs> yeah, stitch that together. That would actually be more funny. <laughs> If they don't hear me fuck it up, and they just hear fucking proton pack. It's just superimposed <laughs> it over it. You want any more green text? Yeah, let's do another one. That was a good one. Give me a category. I think we've done enough spooky stuff for today. Yeah, let's do uh Let's do a bad people one. Okay. Give me a topic. Uh, you got any of those gym fails? Gym is its own fucking category. But I want a bad person at the gym, though. I'll give you a hint. Most of them are. <laughs> All right. I need to... I, I need to lean in close to read this because the computer's far away from the mic. Give me a topic at the gym. So you just want a bad person? Do you want anything more specific? No. All right, dickhead. I'll see what I can do. All right. Whatever comes up first. That's like as going to an artist and asking, like, well, that's, this is literally what it is. This is my curated collection. And you're like, yeah, just give me a good one. What the fuck does that mean? This is my collection. Right. The first one that you see, click on it and read it to us. You're impossible. Okay, <laughs> this is good. Be me. Deadlift stooge. Six foot four, 280 pounds. Leave the gym after a comfy lift and swim. Cutie cardio buttery... God damn it. Why do they use so much fucking terminology? Cutie cardio buttery... God damn it. Cutie cardio bunny miring as I'm heading out. Next day, go to gym. Cutie there again. Decide to approach her with confidence. And she says... You look like Hodor. How does one recover from this? 
Oh my god. <laughs> That's a lot, huh? <laughs> Nothing against the guy that played Hodor. He's like a cool DJ or whatever. Oh no. But like, I see the issue because <laughs> I don't think people take Hodor and say sex icon. They like Jamie Lannister. Mm. Daenerys, I guess. Uh, what's the g- girl I'm thinking of? The, the the lady from the summer place. What's her face? She's in movies now. Thanks, Game of Thrones. Marjorie Tyrell. That's the word. Uh, like people, like there's a lot of attractive people in Game of Thrones. I don't Definitely. think anybody re- goes immediately for Hodor. Like if it's team picks. No. And you go back and forth to pick red team, blue team. I don't think Hodor is one of the first picks. Again, nothing against the actor. So I think I understand the dilemma here. How do you bounce back from in my head? I just decided I need to tell you. And they didn't say they spoke at all yet. It's just the person approaching them. I don't know. He's got like his hand out. Going to shake his eye. Hi, I'm, my name's Merc. I want to introduce myself before he gets Great. to her too close almost like a defensive reflex she's like you look like hodor hey back up you look like hodor <laughs> or haha you look like hodor how do i finagle my way back into possible sexual partner i don't think you do i think you just i think you go to a new gym when you've when you've saddled me with this burden you saddled <laughs> me with this door like burden that i need to fucking carry that I look like the half-giant person who just... Possibly the biggest one-trick pony that's ever been in media. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you come back from that. No. You gotta start fresh. You gotta go to the new gym. People go to new gyms for less. Yeah, you stop payment at this gym and go to the new gym. For sure. You gotta find a new cutie. Yeah. You could say, well, you look like the hound. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> think you're better than me <laughs> yeah going into a uh, steroid rage is also an option i guess <laughs> yeah you like wait one day she's at the gym and she goes in the sauna and you crank <laughs> that shit and you hold the door <laughs> turn that asshole into a raisin <laughs> how dare you <laughs> Sounds like something they would do in Game of Thrones, so I think you might be onto something. Yeah, welcome to the red sauna. <laughs> uh, I like the fact that it doesn't tell us if he said anything at all, or if she just said that to him unprompted. Well, that's just good framing, isn't it? It is. That's like a wedding photographer who crops out all the ducks fucking when he's taking a picture <laughs> of the bride and groom at the lake. There might be ducks fucking, but you don't know because he framed it well. Right. This author is also an artist. Well, he did a great job. He painted a great picture for me. And it is just a picture of Hodor. I've just been looking at a picture of Hodor this whole time. <laughs> Same. <laughs> He's a big man, though, isn't he? Yeah, isn't he? He looks strong and sturdy. So maybe it's a compliment. It's funny because, like, there is like there is that sweet spot where people are like six foot. Fuck yeah! And you start getting too much up there, and you're just like. <laughs> Oh, I'd give anything to not have back problems. Yeah, that's true. 
this guy's definitely gonna have back problems, so. That's just, that's just a fucking psyop created by manlets to make them feel better about themselves. <laughs> Speaking as someone who is not six feet tall. <laughs> I'm pretty comfy with that. That's alright, I'm not either. I'm just shy of six feet tall. And all my friends are tall, so I look short no matter what. Nah, you're not, you don't look that short. No, I, I don't know. I guess it's framing. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're still between me and I'm the tallest person in my family. Yeah, there you go. Like, not, like, not including all my cousins and everything, because I got a whole bunch that are way tall. But, like, in my immediate family, I'm the tallest one. So, I mean, in a certain sense, I'm not doing too bad. Yeah, you, you win that, you win that battle. I win. (laughs) I just wouldn't go stand next to Shaq or anything. I mean, maybe if it'd be funny. (laughs) It would be funny. That is true. I would pay to see it. And I would wear a shirt while I was standing next to Shaq getting my picture taken with it. And it says, you may not like it, but this is what peak performance looks like. And it has <laughs> it has Shaq's face, but like a big red X. What do you mean? Hey, you better take out that shirt. I don't like that shirt. <laughs> you want to take this to the I don't the know board? if it's the headphones I got on, but like, that's a perfect Shaq impression. I'm trying. It's one of those impressions that I think I can do, but I think I'm really just doing an impression of an impression. But really, Shaq's <laughs> thing is just try to go as deep and as quick as possible. Is <laughs> is my l- trick for doing Shaq. It works. It's basically the opposite impression of Morgan Freeman, which I stretch and pull from the back of my throat. Right. You can't say anything yeah. quick as Morgan Freeman or it defeats it. The whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, Morgan Freeman's pretty slow. You fucking take that back. The man's a genius. <laughs> I met with his speech. Oh. Oh, God. I still can't get over Hodor. <laughs> what if I did it for her, though? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Maybe she's super into it. Maybe it was like, a compliment. If she's talking to him, that's not nothing. That's true. She brought it up first. Most people, I will say, there is an overlap in between the people they talk to and the people they have sex. Usually, yeah. the people they don't talk to, that's a circle outside of the people they have sex with. Right, exactly. I mean, she so, made the effort to actually talk to him. Maybe. But I mean, he did say he approached. I mean, maybe she true. was like covering her mouth and giggling when she said, you look like Hodor. In which case, I understand. You throw your protein shake at her as hard as you can, and you run out of the gym. <laughs> you Naruto run out of the gym. Can you picture this man, Naruto, running anywhere? If a six foot four, 280-pound man Naruto runs, he could level a, like a car. <laughs> He could take out any receptionist that stood in his way as he left. <laughs> hey, yeah, no he was... throwing protein shakes in the gym. <laughs> and he just lays them out. I bet he can squat a lot, too. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, he carried that little boy on his back for, like, how many seasons? I just mean the actual man. Either way, the actual man had him on his back. I guess. They never fake anything for movies or shows. Definitely not. 
Not Game of Thrones. That's all real. Yeah. Oh, shit. That was a good one. I like that one a lot. I'm glad. <laughs> I am going to still do the Purge one day and remove all mediocrity from my green texts where possible. Yeah. Of course, that's subjective, so I'll fail miserably. Yeah. But that's okay. I mean, for the most part, what you find funny, I find funny. Yeah. So it works out. And can four fans really be wrong? Exactly. It's kind of like you're reading me bedtime stories when we do this podcast, you know? It is. Yeah, I like it, though. <laughs> me too. I think it's a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's our fun. little scrapbook so that when we get senile, we can just listen to something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> listen to the stupid shit we used to say. Remember way back when we used to read those green texts to each other and we'd laugh for hours? Mike, when did you become Southern? Hey, 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 hey. What the fuck is that? When did that happen, huh? Well, that was way back in our 2040s. Nah. Back when I became an oil magnet. Oh, shit. I do like the idea that my like eccentric budget it's gonna it's to be fair it's probably gonna go down for a few years when I'm really coming into my own adult life when I'm more professional while I have bills to pay and I have less money for frivolous right. things potentially even children yep. that will distract me from some things but once I Absolutely. get back into like a dad routine or like get old enough that it doesn't matter the endless bounds yeah. of eccentrism is so and so alluring to me. The shit that retired <laughs> people can get up to is amazing. I know. Can you can you picture the two of us being retired and living in like the same place? I'd like to fuck with scam artists over the phone, but phones might not exist <laughs> by then. Our podcast is definitely gonna get it's gonna take a turn, I think. I think I think our podcast, if we continue it. It's like an RRSP. We're just going to start accumulating interest and at some point it will pay out. But like, picture me at the age of 70, barely clinging to life, but just joining Call of Duty lobbies just to fucking troll people. <laughs> oh, I like that a lot. How do I That's load perfect. the black powder into the musket? <laughs> You'll have to speak oh up. I'm hard of hearing. <laughs> oh, man. That's How be about so them good. new tube launchers? You like that shit? <laughs> so good. I have kidney stones older than you, you little whippersnapper. <laughs> oh, you have to call kids whippersnappers when you get older. Oh, I'll call them a lot of things that I might not be able to record. <laughs> Maybe I don't want audio of me calling kids what I'd like to call them. Oh, I'm not even 30 shit. yet, and I already hate teenagers. <laughs> Same. No, like... I, I really picture uh, myself as being that grumpy old man who yells at people absolutely. when they get on their lawn. Dude, I go out for walks all the time, and, like, sometimes it's like you just see some, like, high school age kid... And you know he's trying to, like, impress his friends or whatever. 
and it's just like you, you know you walk pi- past like an age like like or you walk past a group of like high school age kids like just on a walk i'm not just hanging outside of high schools it's like but like you're just walking by and you're just like eyed by a group of kids that like look like they might be 14 and it's like do you want to fight because that would be great the only problem is i'm the one that would get in trouble i'd love to fight you i'm the one that's gonna be held responsible unfortunately unless i do such a good job that i'm out of there uh yeah it's the downfall of being an adult i guess that is it's bad it's there was a time not too long ago where i was like i should have fought more in my teens could have got away with it and it's like that's That's not a healthy thought mike nah it's not is it (laughs) no there's definitely more healthy thoughts for sure yeah i don't know it's one of those things it's just like I definitely walk around with a chip on my shoulder some days. Oh, yeah, same. 100%. But, I mean, that's also fun because then you're just ready to yell when a moment happens. Yeah. I don't yell a lot, but... Live angry. I get it. I'm gonna get a <laughs> bumper sticker that says that. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. I love it. I'll put that on my car. Live angry. Ergle burgle. I want it to be listen local. I've changed it. It's live angry. That will be the podcast motto. The Argle Bargle pod. Live angry. Yeah, because once we get out of local, we'll move from listen local to live angry. Here we go. At least we have a plan. Yeah, I don't know. It is an interesting thing about getting older because I do think like, I, I do think that like, there have been, I've had opportunities to fight people in my life and it's like, I can't. I have other obligations. I don't want a police record. I have people that depend on me i have a, a job i have things that to lose so no i, I don't yeah. really wish i could fight more I, it's i mean everyone i think honestly everyone wishes they had like uh well maybe not everyone probably not really well adjusted people but i think lots of people really <laughs> want violence without consequences that's what we all really want we wish we could just deal Absolutely. with things and then never have to deal with it again it's just gone like it never yeah, happened water sure. off an angry duck's back but it's yeah. it's it is interesting, and it's part of growing up. It's like, yeah, okay, you can pick a fight because you have less to lose than I do. Meanwhile, I'm just trying to get my fucking groceries, so get out of my face. <laughs> All right, it's all those pesky responsibilities getting away. Fucking groceries. <laughs> do you hate getting groceries Gotta too? Eat. Well, it sucks because we're not sponsored by any of those people, so you're gonna have to fucking buy them the old-fashioned way. In fact, if you already use those services, you have to stop because you listen to us. Yeah, it would be cool to get sponsored by HelloFresh, though. Hey, you said the name. (laughs) I don't think they ship the Chains Islands. No, I don't think so. I don't think anything does. You want another green text, bud? Because we've been doing a whole lot of circling. Yeah, I love it. Green text, full green text. Give me a topic or a category. All right. Um, let's hear a refresher on those topics. Oh, you fucking piece of shit! Oh, I gotta squint. Hold on. Arts and culture. Ah, fuck. Arts and culture. It also includes like philosophy and history and shit. I need to rename some of these. In fact, I'm completely 
I'm considering completely changing how this works all together, but we'll deal with that. Arts and culture, bad people, drugs, medicine, and such. Friends, family, and relationships. Gym stuff. Hypotheticals. uh, Lifestyles and bad choices. Porn or sex. Random encounters. Relevant for episodes. You don't touch that one. Sagas of legend. That's also just really long ones. Shorts. Those are the ones for you. Supernatural and unholy. And a folder for ones that I'm not happy with. Time out. Nice. Let's let's do the uh, the random encounters. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna read out the name of three of them, and you're gonna pick one. Anon is lonely at school. Anon is a creative type. Oh, that one's bad. Uh, Anon is a terrible pet sitter. Oh fuck, I think that one's bad. <laughs> is it too bad for the ship? Let me see. Cause I kind of like that one. It's fucked. It's bad. But it's not unholy. <laughs> it's probably a huge what the fuck. Alright. Alright, so you wanted one from Random Encounters. Gotta fix my mic now. God damn it. You wanted one from Random Encounters. You got one from Random Encounters. Alright. This one is called Anon is a Bad Pet Sitter. Summer of 2008. I'm 14 years old. Dad wants me to get a summer job. What the fuck? How do I even do that at age 14? I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Anyways, I asked my neighbors if I could dog sit while they're on vacation. This is all just to please my dad. I definitely don't want to do this shit. Their dog is at least as old as me. It's a 14-year-old <laughs> big-ass Labrador. Thing looks like it's three steps from Death's Door. <laughs> three days into their vacation, I unlock the door to their apartment. It's fucking dead. Oh, no. I call Jim and ask him what to do with it. He says, take it to the vet, who's like four blocks down. The vet for a dead dog. I tell him (laughs) that that is a bad idea. (laughs) He says, no, they anticipated it and made plans to get it cremated. Question is, how do I get this big fucking Labrador down six flights of stairs and four blocks down the street? Without having people see me carrying a dead dog. I do not have a car license. Jim tells me to put it in his daughter's luggage that was left behind. So, I stuff a shit-covered dog into a suitcase. Realize the suitcase has a broken fucking set of wheels. So I'm carrying this shit down the stairs. Heavy as hell for my 14-year-old body. Get to the third floor. Some dude bro asks if I need help. I don't want him to question what is in the luggage. Or seeing the dead dog if it opened up or some shit. He insists he helps me carry it down. Ask me what it is. I make up some bullshit that's all electronics, some sort of speaker system. Those are heavy, right? We get to the first floor. He lifts up the suitcase onto his shoulders and bolts. I had to call Jim (laughs) and explain that both his pink luggage suitcase and dead dog have been stolen because some guy thought it was speakers. I can't even imagine that thief's face when he opened that shit up. That is all around a traumatic story. Oh no! 
That's just bad. <laughs> That's amazing. That's a bad time. Oh. <laughs> I mean, the thief definitely got what was coming to him. I guess. I mean... <laughs> I mean, he's never gonna steal anything ever again. Being that pet owner, I'm not stoked that I don't get an urn or whatever. <laughs> I'd be a little disappointed. I, I mean, I really think... <laughs> As the pet owner, as this kid, hardship plus time is funny or fond memories or whatever. That's right. probably a really funny story after an oh, appropriate absolutely. amount of time has passed. But like, like right now, like this is hilarious. That call to Jim. <laughs> hey, Jim, bad news. <laughs> You're at one quart of sunscreen. I love the suitcase. <laughs> And, uh, and Spot. Oh, no. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. That the thief will never steal anything ever again. I don't know that that's true. I mean, that's weird, right? Like, did the thief live there? Or did he just hang out in the stairwell of an apartment building? Right. Yeah, I never thought about that. That is weird. Because eventually he's going to have to come back, right? It's if like, he lives there. Hey, you know that neighbor? Yeah, the one with like the shaved head and like the big mole or whatever. I don't know, identifying <laughs> features. Yeah, he stole your speakers slash dog. Do you, do you think he would bring it back once he found out what it really was? Or do you just leave it? That was just a social <laughs> experiment. I'm real sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were just playing pranks. Also, you can have this back. Also, you a freak. What the fuck is going on here? Yeah, let's play it on the other side. So, this thief gets to the park where he thinks he found his goodies. He opens up the suitcase, and it is a dead dog. What do you think about that 14-year-old kid at that point? He goes to a pawn <laughs> shop. Hey, Paulie, I got this fucking speaker system. Oh, 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 beans. Oh, this is a bunch of malarkey. I stole the speakers fair and square. The kid done did a switcheroo. Yeah, some kid was bringing it out of the house to do something weird with it. <laughs> what the fuck was that guy doing with a dog? <laughs> yeah, there's questions all around. It's a real Hardy Boys kind of situation. Uh, oh, man. I can't even imagine that situation. I mean, the kid definitely handled it way better than what I would have at 14. I, I, yeah... I, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to do. I'd probably... I'd have, like, a little panic attack and have to call Jim. I'd probably call my own parents and be like, What the fuck do I tell Jim? <laughs> I love how the, the family was anticipating this dog dying under the care of this 14-year-old. And they went on vacation. For oh, these people boy. that do all this planning in advance, they still fucking forgot a suitcase, huh? Oh, man. Be me. Dog owner. Really don't like neighbor kid. Devise a prank so depraved. I haven't told anybody about it ever. Oh, man. I love it. That was, that was great. I thought that might be too dark for Tyler, but here we go. You found out with no, me, audience. Was... Tyler's okay with that. <laughs> because it's, it's just so outrageous. I just like the outrageous stuff. That's fair. Because, like, you know, and there's so many ways you could take that story. I you know, guess. There's so many twists and turns. 
so many outlooks to think about. Like you said, like the kid, the owner of the dog, the thief, you know? There's a lot of people that might have to reevaluate some life choices by the end of the day. <laughs> exactly. That's what I like. Reevaluate those choices. Hi, my name's Anthony. I'm an addict. I remember my lowest point was uh, I helped a 14-year-old kid with uh, what I thought was a set of speakers, carrying him down. This poor kid was carrying him down six flights of stairs in the Georgia summer heat, and I thought, well, there's a good mark, and he's going to be all tired because he had to carry it down himself. And Well, I stole those speakers. They never turned out to be speakers at all. It was a dead dog in his suitcase. Anyways, that was my lowest part. Part of my part of my program was like step three or something. I, I went and apologized to that kid. That was a weird conversation. <laughs> but it would be. It would be a weird conversation, wouldn't it? Dude, yeah. You know what? That might be somebody's like Narcotics Anonymous story. That is a low point. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that was perfect. Love it. On that happy, happy note. Yeah. All right. I guess we should... Uh... Do you want a happy Call one, or do you want to end it on a sad note? I, I mean, we can do another one. I thought it was a good note. I'm, 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 so, I'm a little bummed out. All right, well, let's do another one. You can pick. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get really close to the mic on this, so I'm gonna actually take off my headset or mute my microphone. No, because you need to be able to hear me. God damn it! Hold on. Take first shower in three weeks. Use the good shampoo and body wash. Put on best clothes, do my hair, and dig out the $150 bottle of cologne. Going on a date? Yep. With a woman? No. With a man? No. With a newly bought fleshlight? Yep. This isn't how I pictured my love life going in my 20s. It's the little things. Sometimes you gotta treat yourself. <laughs> Took a little bit of a turn there at the end, didn't it? Ah, uh, well. It's one of those things you just gotta anticipate. Yeah, that's true, I guess. No, I, love I haven't that. read enough of these to anticipate that. Well, I've spared you from some of the serious degeneracy that 4chan has to <laughs> offer. <laughs> That's fair. I appreciate it. Lord knows I'm doing you a service. <laughs> I agree. I, I have not once read you a story about Mommy's Good Boy and the Tendies points or anything like that. Those are the <laughs> fucking worst. I hate Just those it's, words. A whole, it's a whole genre of green text about being like an absolute waste of space, like a you know neat like no education uh what is it no education employment or training which means like you just stay at home doing nothing kind of thing and it's these stories of instead of you know being like a disappointment uh, it like living at home in your 30s with no aspirations not contributing anything living off your parents they turn into this whole thing mommy's good boy and they they earn their good boy points which they spend on tendies and mountain dew <laughs> I've spared you this because I hate it. I hate it so goddamn much. And it's fair. It it is like 
some days a good quarter of the green text that I have to go through. So I don't read it. I read the first sentence. Be a good boy. Be a healthy 600-pound mommy's good boy. And I say, not today. No, thanks. Oh, no. And the whole point is to just be upsetting with the level of degeneracy. You don't know what I go through for this show. You don't know what I've seen. (laughs) Well, we all thank you. We appreciate it. You have to salute me and say thank you for your service. (laughs) Uh. Uh, Well, on that note... (laughs) Stolen Valor. (laughs) On that note... (laughs) Uh, Thanks, Saban, for the use of your song, Youth Don't. It's a great tune. Look it up, I don't know, wherever you want. Um, Email us at theargobarglepod at gmail.com. And follow us on Instagram at the Argo Bargo Pod. Tell a friend if you enjoyed the show. Yeah, tell everybody. And uh, thanks for bargling in. Thanks for bargling. Bye. <laughs>